I am joined by the fabulous Anna, who I am really excited to chat to because I know Anna fairly well. And I think that everyone's going to benefit from hearing about your journey, your story, what you do, all the things that you're kind of helping your clients with. Like, I'm really excited to have you here. So give us an overview of who you are and what you do. Yeah. Hi, Gemma. Thanks for having me here. Um, I am a marketing coach and mentor. My business is called Apricot Social, um, and I help my clients to attract aligned clients and generate demand for their offers without the sleaze. Oh, I love that. Um, what does sleaze look like to you? So I, I know that all of us want to sell and run our businesses in a really nice way. But to you specifically, what does that kind of sleaziness look like and how do you avoid that? Yeah, so that sleaze to me, it looks like anything that doesn't really feel good in terms of selling. So sort of that misaligned sales talk, um, you know, that could be in the form of sort of cold DMs, cold pitches that where you don't really build that connection first. Um, it might look like uh, sort of using tactics by voting in people's stories on Instagram. That seems to be a new one, uh, you know, to then um, start that conversation where, you know, it just... Uh, move straight into some kind of pitch um it's anything really that doesn't feel good as quite a natural uh introvert who never really thought selling was my thing I didn't like the idea of having to do anything that felt a bit icky um so it's anything that my clients feel uh they don't want to do when it comes to selling I love that so much because it just it reminds me of and I know this is like so simple but sometimes we forget to imagine being on the other side and as you were talking about those people that vote in uh, Instagram stories for example I was thinking oh my gosh I hate when people do that like it drives me crazy and so it's I think for me it's imagining what the other person on the other side of the conversation is feeling and thinking about like is that going to come across in a good way or is it going to come across really gross because if I wouldn't like it they probably wouldn't like it either. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's about intention, isn't it? You know, you when we sell, we're effectively, you know, communicating how we can help our ideal client. But often those kind of conversations just feel like you're purely being sold to. There's no sort of help or, or outline of how that person's going to help you or connection of any kind. So I think it's how you feel. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And it's like those conversations, isn't it, that you would never have in person, like you would never walk up to somebody in the street without introducing yourself and be like hey do you want to buy this thing like you just wouldn't do it but yep. online it's like we forget how to communicate like normal people yeah absolutely I totally agree with you so how did you get to where you are today is this the business that you started with was there something else that you did and you kind of like got here over time like talk us through that sort of journey that you've been on yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I go back a few years, um, I worked for a startup business. I've actually worked for two startup businesses um, in the food industry. Um, I worked in business operations and marketing and I was basically made redundant twice. Um, the first time was to do with investment, with it being a startup. Um, and the second time was at the start of COVID. Um, so when I got made redundant for the second time, I actually just thought to myself, is self-employment any safer or more secure? Uh, you know, I'd been made redundant twice, so I thought, you know, I might as well just go for it. Um, so, you know, whenever anybody kind of says, oh, how did you become self-employed? It was one of those things where I just thought, why not? And just tried it. Um, so I started off initially as a freelance social media manager, um, and I kind of immersed myself in that world. Um, I quickly kind of gained, gained clients, 
Um, but what I did realize was I much preferred the teaching side of things. I much preferred helping people right at the beginning of my business. I helped loads of local businesses to move online. So brick, brick and mortar businesses to uh, promote their businesses online. And I did loads of those sessions um, with local business owners. And it was from there, really, that sparked my uh, passion for coaching and mentoring. Um but then I also realized whilst I was freelancing with social media management clients that they started to feel some of the clients feel a little bit misaligned. Um, and as a result, I didn't quite feel that passionate about what I was doing anymore. But I realized that I could take what I knew from my previous jobs and really kind of shift my messaging to speak to the kind of people that I wanted to work with. And it worked. You know, I started attracting in social media ma management clients that I really liked working with. And then I thought, OK, I'm going to take my passion for coaching and mentoring and help other people to attract people that they really want to work with, who feel super aligned. I like to call them the green flag clients. Um, yeah. And that's that's essentially how I got to the place that I'm at now. I love to see a business that almost comes from something that you need yourself. Like, you know, when you're in a position where you're like, oh, my gosh, I wish this thing existed. And then you go and create it yourself. And I feel like that's kind of what you've done, where you've realized it really feels good to work with aligned clients and it really feels good to bring those people in. I'm going to help other people do the same so that they can also feel the benefit of this thing. I think there's something really nice about not just figuring something out for yourself and your business, but then being able to like share that with everybody else. Do you, um, actually let's go back to what you said about losing that passion a little bit and starting to not enjoy things so much. When you found yourself in that, what did you do? Was it like an instant sort of, I need to do something about this. I need to change it. Did you sit and think about it for a while? Like talk me through how you felt in that moment. Yeah. So I think initially I brushed off some of those red flags and, you know, being quite a people pleaser, um, you know, I kept kind of trying to make those relationships work. And I kept obviously putting in a lot of work for their uh, social media platforms and they were doing really well uh, but they you know as I say it just didn't feel aligned it wasn't bringing me joy and joy and authenticity are, are both really strong values of mine um, so I, I sort of tried to work through it but then I, I kind of got to a point where I realized that they weren't aligned with my values anymore it wasn't fulfilling me uh, you know giving me that kind of purpose so it was then that I kind of almost had a bit of a, um, a plan to an exit plan um, where I sort of decided, right, I'm going to put more focus into my social media um, because before I wasn't really that present on social media and that's what's made the really big difference. Um, I sort of started to grow a community. Um, so it's so it was a, a bit of a gradual process. I am. Um, I love that you had a bit of a plan because when I did this, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening, this is how you do it. Don't do what I did. Um, because I was in a similar position where I was like, oh, this doesn't feel so good anymore. Like something about this doesn't feel in alignment. And I just like dragged it on so long that I then like put it all in the bin. because I was like, oh, forget this. <laughs> um, and I think that actually what a really good thing to do is do what you did and start to realize, OK, if I had like an exit plan here, I can leave this bit that I don't love behind and step into this stuff that really feels good for me. Um, to anyone who is in that position, because I feel like I, I hear from these people a lot who are like, oh, I used to love my business and now it just doesn't feel good anymore or there's something missing. What would your advice be to that person having been through yourself? 
Yeah, so I probably would consider that exit plan. Um, I also, uh, in personality tests, security always comes up as a huge um, attribute of mine, you know, that that need to be uh, secure. So I think that's probably where I plan for things rather than, you know, I'm not I'm not as much of a risk taker when it comes to, right, I'm just going to pack it all in and and start with coaching and, and just see how it goes. Um, so if, if you're a little bit like me in that sense, I probably would recommend, you know, firstly, actually weighing up whether what you are doing aligns with your values, because I think once you really kind of um, confirm to yourself what your values are, I think it will be easier to see what opportunities will align with those. Um, because sometimes it can be hard to know, can't it? You know, when when something's misaligned, well, what actually is aligned? I know that sounds like such an obvious thing, but I do think it's really important to have a think about what lights you up, uh, what is in alignment, and then plan to get to that position. And as I say, you know, if, if you have to think of security and perhaps financial, uh, the financial aspect of it, then, you know, plan how you're going to leave one thing and, and start another. Mm, I guess the takeaway that I'm hearing from that is like everyone knows themselves best and so you know if you're someone who like you needs that kind of security and knowing what's going to happen or whether you're a bit more like me and you're a bit more uh of a risk taker which is not always a good thing but um leaning into what you know that you need and if you are someone who needs a real plan in order to feel comfortable making those changes or making the pivot or whatever it is then do that but also if you're someone who is quite happy to just go with the flow and be like okay today I'm not doing this anymore then also lean into that and I guess it's about figuring out what works best for you because I can imagine that I could talk to one person about having a plan that would make them feel really safe and secure and for someone else it would be like oh my gosh I don't want to do that so I guess it's about like both of us have been through something similar and we've handled it differently and we've both ended up where we are now so something about it worked but it just was about leaning into what is it that I specifically need from this situation and kind of forgetting what everyone else has done? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's, there's, you know, multiple ways to get to Rome, as they say. And yeah, you're right. You know, what, what works for one person might be different for another person. 100%. Um, so that when you started offering coaching, um, did that feel like a very kind of natural next step to you? And did it feel natural in terms of the sales like was it easy mindset wise and was it easy practically or was there any struggles along the way yeah that's a really good question actually um because it 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 wasn't quite the same you know before I'd very lightly use my social media platforms to promote um social media management and of course a lot of those clients are on retainers so you only need a small handful at a time um, so I did see quite a big shift um, in how I positioned my coaching offers because I then really had to kind of um, show up as an authority, really kind of tell my audience what I knew. Um, whereas before, I would tend to have a book a chat with a potential social media management client, you know, prospects. Um, so we'd kind of just chat through all the details and I'd tell them about the results of my previous clients, etc. Um, so in that sense, I did find it a little bit hard at first because there were a lot of plates to spin. Um, you know, I had to be really present. I actually struggled with, um, you know, sort of finding the time to really um, put a lot of work into my content and make sure that uh, my brand was uh, sorted, my website, my lead magnet, kind of all these different things that I didn't have to consider before. And from a mindset perspective as well, at first I did find it quite hard. I had 
I learned a lot along the way, you know, from my first ever, ever launch, as it were, I, I actually learned that I don't particularly like launching. Um, but yeah, de definitely mindset wise, I, I had to sort of learn a lot. I hired a couple of mentors to work with who really helped to step me through some of those challenges. But yeah, it, it was quite a big difference and quite a quite a sort of um, step up from from what I was doing before. Yeah, I uh, felt the exact same. And I think it's a really big thing that sometimes people don't consider like, yes, going into kind of coaching can be more financially rewarding. It can come with a higher kind of price, but it's totally different. And when I think back to when I had my first, like my VA business at the start, I didn't even have Instagram. Like I didn't have a website. I just was like talking to people and something about it made them want to work with me. And then they just paid me every single month. I didn't really have to look for new clients very often because as long as they were happy and they stayed with me that was it that was secure and um having to I don't know let's say you offer strategy calls or something it's totally different because once that person's had the session like they go and so then you need to find somebody else and it's like this constant sales and marketing that perhaps you don't have to do so much when you're purely just providing a sort of done for you service and um I don't think it's a bad thing because I think it comes with its own benefits and you know I think you can learn to love the sales and love the marketing but it's just totally different in, in my opinion in my experience yeah I, to I totally agree with you and, and agree with, with exactly what you were saying about as a VA you know you, you didn't necessarily have to do much you just had to have those conversations and you were getting paid at the same time every month so it, I, I agree it, it sort of presents different challenges doesn't it 100% and it's I think it brings up new mindset stuff too because it's like all of a sudden you're having to focus more on selling in order to actually pay the bills, you know, and that security isn't there so much anymore. And it's like, it pushes you to do new things. It pushes you to work on different skills that maybe you didn't have to work on before. And I think from my experience, when I first started my VA business, I was like, oh my God, there's loads of lessons here that I'm having to learn. And just when I thought I'd nailed it all, I started offering more kind of mentoring and coaching. And I was like, oh my God, there's even more lessons here. Like it's just a whole different journey. And I think the, whatever you've done before coaching is helpful to get you where you are, but also like be prepared for all of the new lessons you're about to learn. Yeah, I totally agree. So what are you working on now? Like this past, let's say the last six months or so, what has been going on in your business? What have you been working on? What's been like the most exciting thing happening? Like fill us in. Yeah, I, I do like that question, actually, because um, at sort of the, well, in the last quarter of last year, I can't really pinpoint exactly when I had. And again, actually, I would probably consider this one of the things that does maybe tend to happen in this sort of world of, of selling regularly and, and the coaching industry, you, you might disagree. Um, but I kind of went through a questioning phase of, uh, you know, what am I doing? Who am I doing it for? Um, that kind of uh, questioning then led to a lot of refinement. So I, I see that kind of refinement as a step forward, but there was certainly a point mindset wise where I was thinking, uh, you know, I, I need to realign all of this you know I need I need it to sort of feel uh good and I need to sort of see that long-term strategy again so I sort of went through um a period of time where I was sort of questioning and refining but now I feel like I've kind of come quite a long way since then um even though it's not really been that long but I think because I've done that work and really tuned in again it's allowed me to um really kind of refocus um and sort of re realign that strategy um, so I'm still really keen to work with my one-to-one -one clients, um, 
through intensives and a longer term program. I'm also uh, just bringing out a group program, which I'm, I sort of loved the group setting that I delivered in a workshop last week. So I, I actually thought quite spontaneously with that one, do you know what, I, I would love to launch a group program. Um, so I'm, I'm hosting that in a couple of weeks time. And yeah, I'm actually just enjoying it at the moment. You know, I'm sort of doing doing the same things that I was testing. Um, I'm really kind of seeing uh, the types of people, you know, I'm connecting with. I'm just really enjoying it at the moment. But I, you know, intend to continue running the programs that I have been and, you know, potentially adding in things like the group program along the way. I love, I'm sorry if anyone can hear my washing machine in the background, by the way, like... <laughs> why did I put the washing machine on before I was doing a podcast who knows um no I love that you sound really happy and content with where you are like I think that's a really nice thing to hear in other business owners because I know that it's such an up and down journey and it's full of the good the bad the ugly and so to hear other people who are in a really good space I think it's just really nice and inspiring honestly and I'm really glad that you brought up that sort of like identity questioning, I always call it, where you're suddenly like, wait, what am I doing? And why am I doing this? And who am I helping? And am I good at this? Should I offer this? You know, where you, you ask yourself all those questions. And I think that when you're in it, it feels like this really hard space where you're like, oh my gosh, this is really difficult right now. But I actually think it's a really essential piece of work to get you to that business that feels really joyful and in alignment. So I try to like welcome those questions. Like when they hit me and I wake up on a Monday and I, my brain is like, why are you doing this work? Rather than think, oh my God, here we go again. I try and remind myself like this is going to allow me to get even closer to my dream life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I reflect now and think I'm so glad that I had that period of time where I did a lot of that questioning because that questioning led to a lot of deep work, like you're saying. And and you know, today I'm feeling much clearer, much more excited. Um, you know, and and the client work itself is just so rewarding. So yeah, I, I really appreciate your kind words there. I do I do feel uh, very happy with my business, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time that I have a sort of a uh, moment of questioning or a sort of down period um but I know that I can sort of use that refinement and do that deep work to get to the next stage and the next season of business yeah and how exciting is that like it's scary but it's also really exciting to know that like there's so much more to come for you and so many more questions and so much more deeper that you're going to go in these kind of conversations and thoughts that you're having like I think it's just a really exciting space to be in that we don't I don't know, maybe I'm talking for myself here, but I sometimes forget that it's really great that I created this business and I get to do that and think, actually, I really want to lean into this. or I really want to do this other thing instead. And that I can actually make that happen for myself. Whereas if you were employed by somebody, you don't normally get any say over what you do. And if you wake up one day and decide this doesn't make me happy anymore, it's like either you suck it up or you leave. Whereas we get to mold our business as we grow. And I think that's a really amazing thing. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and actually, that's probably what's happened with the group program. I held a workshop with a small group of people and loved it. I can't believe how much I loved it. I almost thought to myself, well, I did think to myself, why have I not done this before? And, and literally from leaning into that, I just thought, OK, I'm going to do a group program um, and, and it's happening. So, you know, it's exactly like what you say, you know, we, we've got that freedom, that flexibility to lean into what we desire and what brings us joy. Oh, I love this so much. Um, if anyone's listening and thinking, okay, this sounds great, Anna, but like, how can you help me? Um, how would you kind of define the transformation that you give people? So 
it, it's from a couple of perspectives. Um, I help people to become confident to get clear. So kind of what I was saying about how I went through a stage of questioning and feeling unclear, most of my clients come to me feeling exactly the same. So they kind of lose sight of exactly who it is that they want to work with, how they want their brand to be perceived online. Um, you know, they're not exactly sure on the impact of their offer and how to communicate that. So from that perspective, I help people to get confident um, in communicating exactly to the person they want to speak to, communicating the impact of their offer in a way that builds buying desire. Um, but equally, I help them with the actual messaging and the strategy. So from a more practical perspective, um, I help them to deliver that message, to become visible and ultimately to nurture and convert uh, audience members wherever they may be into paying clients. This is such important work. And I'm so glad we're talking to you because it's just so important that people get help on this stuff, especially when I think a lot of people, they feel really stuck in this kind of thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, how do I move forwards? And sometimes you do just need a hand from somebody who is on the outside, who knows how to do this kind of stuff to just give you a bit of a, a nudge in the right direction. You know, I think it's so important to get that support. Um, if people want to come and find you and connect with you and stuff like that, like where, where are you hanging out at the moment? So my sort of number one place to hang out, my favorite place is Instagram. I, I always kind of, uh, I veer off into TikTok and LinkedIn every so often, but Instagram is the place where I am consistently present. Uh, you know, I'm always in, in my DMs there as well. So Apricot Social on Instagram. Amazing. I will pop all of the links in the show notes. Um, and one final question for you. I would love to know at the moment, what is your biggest challenge that you're working through in business? Oh, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, actually, this, this is probably quite a fairly unique challenge at the moment, but I'm going through one of those stages where I have so many ideas and it's actually um, implementing, you know, actually putting those ideas into action. I'm, that's probably my biggest challenge at the moment. Uh, you know, I've, I've got notes everywhere. I've, I've got all these ideas, but it's uh, partially a time thing, but also uh, having that clear clear head and clear space to get all of those ideas and, and put them into uh, a bit more of a strategy and uh, weirdly enough that is actually the biggest challenge at the moment. I totally relate to this one as you know um, and it is a challenge isn't it like it almost sounds like a, a really nice challenge to have because it's like oh well you've got so many ideas so many things you could do but being someone who has a million and one ideas I always want to implement I totally get that this is such a hard space to be in sometimes. Um, so yeah I hear you I don't have the solution <laughs> maybe one day I will but um I'm really excited for everything that's to come for you and I'm really happy to hear how happy you are in business so thank you for sharing everything with us oh thanks Gemma yeah it's been an absolute pleasure and yeah it's been great to great to chat yeah 100 percent. right I will catch up with you soon thank you so much for taking the time to to just chat like I honestly think people benefit from these conversations so much so I really really appreciate it Oh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you.